Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home, and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight, we are joined by Roger Richards. Roger is a filmmaker, artist, activist, and founder of the Full Disclosure, now Global Day of Action 1111. Most of you will probably recognize him from his involvement with Above Majestic and the Cosmic Secret. Uh, we could go on and on, but we're going to turn it over to you, Roger. Thank you for coming on the show. We're super excited to have you. Thanks, man. And um, I appreciate you guys opening up this space and all the space that you've been opening, you know, with the Journey Tooth podcast. Like, I was just kind of talking with you guys beforehand about, you know, the newly awakened and the people that have really kind of found a calling and a home in this community and all the kind of new faces and new perspectives that are coming in. Are, it's a beautiful thing to see, man. Very cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, and thank I agree. you so much. Yeah. I agree. The new, it's it's always nice. It's refreshing to have new voices come forward, you know, because we, we can only listen to so many of the same people before, you know, it, it just is how it's work, how it works. It's just like a natural cycle. So it's, really, it's really cool to be a part of that. And uh, I guess for the people who aren't aware of who you are, do you want to just kind of give a brief introduction of yourself and then We'll go sure. There. Who am I today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> evolving and, and changes. But, um, you know, I'm an artist, uh, activist, a filmmaker, a poet, um, a father. These are, you know, the different areas of my life that I've dabbled in and explored and grown, you know, and created in over the last 40 years of my life here. And so I think today where I'm at now is in a place of uh, creation and being an artist and merging all of those things together. You know, what does art look like through activism? You know, what does activism look like through spirituality? These uh, combinations of things are what I'm fascinated with and see a great merging happening in the collective consciousness around all of these things and so you know that's the best i can do to kind of define who i am here in this moment yeah and i like how you said that in this moment because 
it's it's true because if you look back five years ten years ago it's like you can't really use that as a as a guideline to for who you are now because it's just the way things are constantly evolving yeah um, it's like the moment and your superposition is really all that matters what are you choosing to witness right now what are you uh you know choosing to move forward in down the timeline it's it's an amazing thing to know that every day you can redefine yourself. And I think that in this generation, this energy, this space that we're going through right now, that's what we're being called to do is kind of redefine ourselves each day and open up, break through barriers, um, connect with each other more, create more and continue that place of, of creation. Even if you look at, you know, what's happened right now with the virus, where we're all confined to our homes and, um, you know, with our families and not allowed to touch each other, not allowed to hug each other, you know, <clears throat> where does that drive you into that space? It drives you inward. And I don't know about you guys, but the last like six, eight weeks of my life has been a really, really deep inward, uh, you know, glimpse at what am I? What is this world right now? Where am I participating? Where am I being of service? Where am I being called to be of service? You know, how can I heal myself? Like these these perspectives over the last you know couple months have been just beautiful to go into. Very deep and emotional and challenging, just as all catalysts are. But um, you know. That's, I see all of us in this collective consciousness space right now, exploring the inner depths and wells of our souls, and it's going to have an amazing effect. You, you see a lot of, you know, um, people projecting out there right now, the fears around, you know, we're being quarantined to our houses, the, the rights for public assembly are being stripped from us, um, the rights to communicate and hug and touch and love each other are being stripped from us. That's one thing that's important to look at and see on one level, but there's always an opportunity that's given within those catalysts. And so I hope that everybody has been able to take this moment of pause right now to get centered and to go deep and to look at parts of your life and your expression here and where that can grow and blossom in the future because as we're moving out of this uh, transition here, and which is relatively soon, you can feel the energy now kind of opening up and moving. But it's going to open up to a whole new world and a whole new perspective based on the work that we've done collectively over the past couple months, you know, going inward and, and really doing that. So I'm excited to see where this is all going because um, if you just look and you witness you know, through archetypes that are burbling up in the collective, you know, subconscious, unconscious out into the mainstream media and trends and fads and memes. We have a really, really crazy ride this year set up for us. Yes, we do. Yeah. And, and I agree. What I think is really interesting, what's happening right now is so many of us for so long were defining ourselves by our job title. If someone mm. was to ask somebody, what, what do you do? You would say, I'm a nurse or I'm a carpenter or, um, or, or whatever, whatever you do. And now the people that aren't working, the people who, who have lost their jobs or are sitting at home. It's like, well, who am I? Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. you can't, you yeah. can't define yourself by your job title anymore. 
So now when somebody asks you that question, what do you tell them? And then I think that's the whole, the path of discovery at this point. Uh, somebody I know answered that he's a carpenter and somebody asked him, uh, what do you do? And he, and he tells them like, oh, I play the piano, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, what do you, what do, you do for or your career? He's like, well, I'm a carpenter, but I, that's what I do. That's not who I am. And, mm-hmm. and when he said that, that just, that stuck with me. That was years ago. And that stuck with me. I was like, that's a really interesting way to look at things. And I think that's a lot, that's like kind of what we're seeing happening now. It's like, who am I? And what is my purpose? And I love, I love that you just touched on that. And the whole cosmic consciousness right now and the esoteric level of what's taking place is really fascinating. And I think it gets overlooked a lot because of all the, I guess, the 3D level stuff we see flying around. So I'd love to get into some of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that question that you just put out there, who am I, that embodies exactly what I was feeling as I was talking about that. And that's a really, really, you know, simple way to look at that. Who am I? Am I my job? Am I my, you know, responsibility? And um, definitely, I feel like the collective is facing that. And so when you look at us as a single collective consciousness, who am I? Um, Who are we right now in this space? What are we becoming? Um, You know, awesome. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. And so what are we? What are we becoming? Let's talk about that. We're seeing so much, so much happen right now, and it's kind of confusing. And it's if you don't know what's going on, even if you do know what's going on, it can be kind of scary. It's like, why, you know, is, is this all planned this way? Are we seeing it all just come to the surface, and it just looks really bad right now? It looks terrible, and and you know, the deep state's throwing out all their, you know, their their last moves and uh, all the stuff, and we're just going through this. We're just seeing it play out because. It's meant to be seen this way, so it can all be exposed and healed. Is that what you think is taking place? You know, that rabbit hole, man, like trying to figure out what is going on is is a rabbit hole that um, never ends. And the truth movement, it's really interesting. It's like you look at how this exploration of truth eventually as you pass through all of the gatekeepers of you know 9-11 truth government conspiracy you know mk ultra you know going down the rabbit hole into extraterrestrial contact and beyond you eventually end up in this space of uh, spirituality and this whole um, paradigm of science versus religion uh, ends up melding completely and and so one of the you know things that's really important is to one not drive yourself completely schizophrenic as you're going through that rabbit hole yeah. it can be like uh, uh, it, it, the awakening experience of uh, following this breadcrumb trail of your own intuition and thought and interests and creativity is maddening at times, you know, and I don't know how many times, you know, I've been going through my own research and been like, Oh my God, no, <laughs> like what, this is happening. Ah, it makes so much sense. Why <laughs> you go through these, these spaces of awakening that are really expansive and can come with a lot of horror and terror and, you know, trigger all of these things within you. And so, you know, it's this trial and tribulation time of the awakening consciousness. 
And what does it mean for this great unveiling to happen? What does it mean for all of us collectively to wake up and um, be this great awakening all together? And so like, you know, <clears throat> when you get to the other side of it and you start really going into the deeper spiritual foundations of things, you will find that the inner well of truth is the purest well of truth that you can drink from. And I mean that. And that everything else out there, information, experiential things that you're taking in um, is purely information for you to drive yourself inward and wake yourself up to reminding you and helping you remember that you are God. Mm -hmm. You are God here in manifest form trying to remember that. And it's yeah. a beautiful process. And so when you can get to that space, um, the, the schizophrenia and just the intensity and the emotional roller coasters find this calm settling in uh, a foundation for you to then really kind of perceive. And so what I'm describing is my experience. I'm not kind of saying this as, you know, this is what everyone should go through or is going through. I'm opening up personally to my own kind of rawness to share in a way that if it connects with you, great. If it doesn't, toss me out. So in my experience, um, I'm an artist. I, I have been an artist since I was born in the way that I wanted to create and express myself. And that came out, you know, through music, through films, through events, through different collaborations, through being an entrepreneur, through, you know, business, all of that stuff. Um, my understanding of really kind of the core of who I am is this creator. And um, when you start to perceive the world and this whole cosmos from the perspective of an audience member and participant, in one of the most elaborate, amazing, um, confusing, holographic pieces of art that's ever been performed. I mean, that is all of creation. And so where it led me in my journey was, <clears throat> you know, the, the Law of One is a great uh, tool to access and start opening up um, these deeper consciousness spaces within the well of, you know, the cosmic uh, cosmology and, you know, what we're really potentially experiencing here, as opposed to just we're 3D organic objects living decaying and all of that. What, what else is, is going on in that? And the Law of One talks about the archetypal mind. And the archetypal mind is represented um, in the Tarot deck. Uh, and the the idea, and this is my layman's interpretation of this, the law of one, again, it's very dense material that the more you read, the more it opens up to you. But from the archetypal mind experience, we're witnessing and we're projecting ourselves through archetypes. And what does that mean? Archetypes are a collection of things, a collaboration of thoughts, ideas, um, traditions, things that have been embodied through emotional energy, through either creativity or through ritual or through, you know, participation. And these archetypes are represented in, um, you know, deity figures. They're represented in pop stars. They're, they're everything around us, from my perception, 
can be condensed down into an archetype. And when you look through the archetypal mind um, at the world around you, you see a much uh, bigger, broader perspective. And so <clears throat> when you're asking about kind of where I'm at now, this is how I perceive things. I perceive the world through a creative flow of information that's coming to me directly through my core and driving me inward. And I try to use that experience to open my heart and really, what does it mean to focus on unconditional love? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, that was very well said. Beautiful, yeah. And I liked what you touched on at the beginning of that. You said, you know, going down the rabbit holes of the ETs, UFOs, or false flags, 9-11, MKUltra, all that stuff, it eventually leads you to a, to a spiritual path. And it's so true because somebody at work was at, asked me something one time, and I started going off on this rant before I realized I was ranting. And I wasn't really ranting, but I was just explaining, you know, he asked me a question about what's going on with the ETs, and I just ended up totally somewhere else. He's like, wow that's pretty deep he's like that's pretty deep man he's like i thought you were the, i thought you were the ufo guy not he goes what are you talking about i was like well i said well that's where it led me i said that's where it's that's where it starts but then yeah. it takes you somewhere else and uh you don't even really realize it i guess until you're in that space you're like wow look where if you stop and think about where you started like this all started with me being curious about UFOs, honestly. And that's where, and now we're here, we are talking about this Yeah. and the underlying meaning be, behind everything. It's not just, you know, you, you take nothing at face value anymore. And it's, you know, and, the, and that's so true. You have to do that actually. If you yeah. want to, if you want to have any type of, if you, if you want to be able to navigate, uh, through this lifetime, you have to you have to start looking beneath the surface. So. Definitely couldn't agree more. Yeah, and um, you know where I was kind of going with this overall thought to share and open up this dialogue more is around the choice that happens in each moment, um, where thought becomes manifest into word becomes manifest through action that's really kind of what we see as reality and what we perceive and create together as reality but at the base of every thought is fear or love and your thought forms in your mind and your consciousness being projected right now into this experience has the choice of those two polarities. That's essentially what we're existing in and living in. And those polarities are driving us back and forth through these experiences that are creating explosions of creations or creations and consciousness expansion. And that polarity is really, really important right now in this experience here for us in this moment because it's driving all of us to this place of eventually merging those polarities um, on a higher, higher level and finding complete oneness and unity and really understanding that at the core of everything is oneness. And people say, you know, we're all one and, you know, everything is one. But to know that and to live that and to perceive that and to let go of your own individual, this is me, 
this is everything I've done is me. Like that's a hard thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And the continual practice goes back to, for me, is the sponsoring thought of every single moment within your superposition here is either based off of love or fear. And so the simple practice that I go through each day um, that really alleviates a lot of anxiety and stress and all of those things is to look at the sponsoring thought of each moment. And is this thought coming from fear? Is this thought coming from love? And any place that the thoughts of fear come up and I can recognize them in those moments, I can at least be present with them. And that seems to be all that's really kind of needed. And the the sponsoring thoughts of love, being able to really recognize, wow, this is the thought that came like purely from a space of service to others and love and unconditional love. When you check in and yep, that's where it was, the feeling of that and knowing that is just so incredibly powerful and incredibly peaceful. So as everybody's navigating all the craziness um, that's kind of going on and this big, beautiful play creation that we're all a part of and, and witnessing, remember to go back to that place and look at your thoughts, the origins of everything that you're expressing here. Were they out of love or were they out of fear? Yeah, and it's so crucial to be aware of your thoughts. And once you do, once you start, and it's a long road. It's so easy for us to talk about this, but everyone has to come to it on their own. But once you do become aware of your thoughts and realize... You're uh, not your thoughts. Yeah, you, you are not your thoughts. Or is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Are these thoughts mine or where are these coming from? And once you, once you, even just being aware that that is a possibility already helps you in your decision-making process and the next step in every day. And it's like, okay, why did this pop into my head? Did I just think that? Or, you know, if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see something like, I got to share that right now, but were you, you weren't thinking about that. You probably would have never thought about it that day until you saw it. And now all of a sudden it's important to you, but is it really important? I mean, you can, I mean, it really goes deep and it it is, it's a lot to take in, but I think that just by being aware, you can start controlling your thoughts instead of letting them just take over and you reacting emotionally to situations. Definitely, man. And, you know, what you're touching on there is a, a great thing about how we consume media right now and how media consumes us in, in those ways. And so, you know, we're already these cybernetic organisms. We uh, exist with technology every day glued to us in our hands. And, um, you know, there is this form of thought around transhumanism versus, you know, kind of natural evolution. And what are the things that, um, you know, need to be done to ensure that, you know, this singularity and the idea of artificial intelligence um, and merging our body with technology 
um, doesn't become out of balance to a point where the natural dissolves. That's the best way that I can kind of describe it on there. And so when you're talking about um, the sponsoring thoughts and your thoughts in relationship to media that you consume, and you know, you've got to look at the, the technology that you're participating with. You know, what does it mean to know that your every emotion I like, I love, I really love, I don't like all of those little clicks, you know, uh, all those shares, all those personality quizzes, all of your information to your credit cards. What kind of products do I buy? Um, you know, what kind of food do I eat? What types of searches am I doing on Google? All of this information is being collected and, you know, is available to a higher source of technology. And so when you look at the idea of the singularity and an artificial intelligence consciousness participating with us, um, you know, all of these things, you you got to look at the strongholds of what it means to remain human and natural and your own thoughts versus the thoughts that are triggered for in you by this participation in this technology. So this is all cycling uh, incredibly fast. The way that technology is has been developed has been hidden and is now being disclosed and uncovered in bigger chunks. Uh, the next decade, what we will see as far as you know, technology out there is a whole new revolution in that space. And artificial intelligence is one of those things that um, is here already and is a part of our experience already. And <clears throat> it's really one of those things that we have to understand um, you know, how do we move forward with technology? How do we, how do we get to that place where we're not people, you know, that have discovered an atom bomb and are going around blowing them up, not knowing if they're going to completely set the, the entire world on fire. You know, these, these places where um, technology is, is given to us uh, through many different ways, but where is the responsibility to being able to handle that? And so, you know, where I see that all going is around quantum consciousness and its relationship to Christ consciousness and really kind of what's happening right now with our whole collective. And, you know, without cracking open a huge can of worms with there, what I want to say is that we've all got to awaken to this Christ consciousness, this quantum consciousness, this fourth density perspective, this social memory complex. And the only ways to be able to do that are to drive yourself through the heart, through unconditional love, to surrender to what it means to opening yourself up completely vulnerable to perceptions of everyone, all your truths, everything who you are, and then being able to carry that burden um, for everyone else that you're experiencing there. And that plays heavily into this development, uh, this boost in technology that's going to happen over the next 10 years and our stewardship and understanding of how to be able to, to move forward as a consciousness without, you know, losing our without becoming machines yeah that's great everything you're saying i could put in a little segment and add some music and make it an inspirational video 
<laughs> which we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you almost made me spit take all over the... <laughs> I did. Yeah. Hey, I just did that yesterday. <laughs> um, Watching uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. So we, uh, you were t you're talking about how to, you know, what, how do we get this technology? How do we get to the point of having access to this technology? And what we're seeing taking place is the first step. Everything has to be exposed. You have to get the people out of the way that are suppressing it. And that's what that's you know that's uh, basic level stuff and and I like the analogy. There's a video going around. You know these killer murder hornets or whatever. Murder hornets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's there's videos of these hornets going into a bee hive and just demolishing, just killing these bees. But then what happens is the bees overtake them. They're tiny and they're smaller, and they could never one on one take down the hornet. But when they all collectively get together, they just they just swarm this thing and take it down. And that's just that's just symbolism. I mean, that's just showing you that's us. That's we have that. Is it, uh, you think this is like a, a manifestation of the universe trying to tell us? <laughs> like, like, hey, yeah, guys. it's like, look, at this hornet is totally has no power when all the bees stand up to it and just and totally cover it up, take it over and uh, move on, you know. Yeah, what you're talking about is exactly what I was describing as far as an archetype showing up within the consciousness. Murder hornets, or, you know, the, the, the idea of this intensely, those two words together, you know, <laughs> you just think about them. It's just like, ah, uh, you know, it should be a band name, like a punk rock band name. But, yeah, that's uh, a good punk band name. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the idea, like what you're saying is, what is the bigger teaching that's showing up and when you research those? And what is coming into the consciousness? Why is nature speaking out in that way? Why is this little archetype, this story, this metaphor showing up into the collective consciousness? The murder hornet is like the worst evil thing ever. Sounds terrifying, strikes terror into everybody. But really, it is nothing against the collective will of truth, solidarity, and protection. And if you step into the hive and you're there to cross sovereignty and to violate those things, nature will consume you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we got to watch out for the quicksand pits coming next. Quicksand. Yeah. All the parking lots are going to yeah. turn into quicksand. Um, no that's that's right i mean you're right it's that's exactly it's a perfect example of the archetype i mean it's it really is and but it's it's cool how it's being delivered to us and, and shown to us uh because I, I mean you really so we are you don't i don't think people actually if you look at history it seems like people people tend to finally they finally put their foot down and finally have the desire to make a change on the brink of destruction. Like at the, when it's like, there's no time left. You're not going to convince somebody that you need to change when everything's perfect in their life or seemingly perfect. So when it comes down to a time like this, where everything's in question and people are really scared, it's, per it's a perfect catalyst for, going, for wanting to change. And, but would these people have ever changed unless this happened it's just there's so many ways to look at it i don't know i get caught in my own thoughts sometimes and then i forget i don't even i'm like what am i even 
<laughs> thinking. <about that>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think what you're talking about or what I connect with in here is the simplicity of nature and that um, everything comes in seasons and it's like clockwork. And that is what you really have to understand is that these cycles that we go through, these uh, metaphors, the hero's journey is the hero's journey because these are natural rhythms that show up, you know, in our experiences, just like seasons changing from fall to winter to spring. These, these things are bringing these uh, repetitions and cycles through the experiences of, you know, who we are here and now. And so in this specific time, this cycle, this season, um, to who we're experiencing here on earth, that's what's up right now. That the, the cycle of revolution, the cycle of awakening, the cycle of unveiling, the cycle of remembering, these things are all now present with us in this season. And <clears throat> that's just how it is. And whether we like it or not, and you know, we had our perfect lives plugged into a matrix that we could, you know, find just ease at. It's it's not about that right now. And um, you know, what you're saying about, you know, this is this is kind of the perfect time for this, it is absolutely and you take advantage of the the cycles by understanding them in fall you plant and in spring things blossom in summer you know things uh, you know uh, grow these these metaphors in um you know kind of the cycles of nature can be looked at here and so what's important right now we have a very very rich ground soil in the consciousness to be able to plant some amazing seeds that are going to explode into spring and summer and so what does that look like it looks like right now the whole world has been wrapped up in COVID 19 or, you know, what is that? What does that represent? It represents lockdown. It represents suppression. It represents disconnection. All of the, the, the fear-based stuff that kind of burbles up in the collective consciousness there. But what is the, the backswing to that? People start feeling distance from each other and they start craving love. They start craving connection. It's pulling out there. I uh, I have a homeless guy that comes here, um, you know, once every week and takes my recycling and uh, just very heavy drug addict and just in the throes of, of what that is. And, um, you know, the other day I walked out there and, uh, you know, gave him a, a little bit of money but then just grabbed him and gave him this huge hug and he was stunk and he was sweaty. And it was just amazing to just connect and to reach out to people. And so this, this suppression that's happening is driving people to go, no, this is not what we want. This is not what we need. I need connection. And so where is it driving people? It's driving them out into the streets and you're seeing now uh, movements showing up of people saying enough of this. It's a scam. You know what? If you really look at the numbers, this is, you know, absolutely ridiculous as to what's being opposed. And then they're waking up. And then the, the most amazing thing is this separation that has been used between the right left paradigm or opposite paradigm of any perspective is going to get yanked away from the powers uh, that are out there kind of trying to control things. Because what you're seeing is, and a, and a great uh, metaphor, is the separation between 
would you say like the Great Awakening QAnon movement, which is, you know, kind of primarily right perspective and the disclosure movement, which has been heavily left perspective forever. And so what you're seeing now in this kind of merger of things is that right left hemisphere coming together under common understandings of truth. Because when you really get down to it, every single, you know, Occupy, um, Black Lives Matter, uh, Dakota Access Pipeline, um, the women's rights movement, every social movement out there comes to one thing when you really are able to dive down deep enough. And the fact is, there have been generations of bloodlines that have been in control forever and have used us against each other, period. That's where it all goes. And so this great awakening, this merger that's happening right now, you know, between this catalyzed uh, energy of seeking truth, but then also having the ability these last two months to really dive into that, you're seeing people having the time to research more, watch YouTubes more, reaching out through digital Zooms all the time and having conferences. Like the whole uh, community is reaching out and exploring this. And so where we're going here, um, it's no joke, you guys. This is it. There have been movements that have come and gone over centuries that have been buildups, you know, reverberations coming to this point, this place here. And um, for any of you guys that have been waiting on the couch asking, when is disclosure going to happen? When is this, you know, going to be healed? When is this issue going to be handled? This is it. This is our time to come together and write the timeline. And what does that mean? You know, what is it the world going to look like now? And where are we participating? Yeah. And, and the reason the movements in the past were unsuccessful, I guess you could say, uh, is because of the power structure. Right now, the power institutions that control the world, they're like the most vulnerable they've ever been. Exactly. So, so we've never seen this before. And they're showing their cards. They have no, you know, they don't care what they look like. They're, they're, in, they're in panic mode. And this is, this is what's different about the past movements is that uh, things are really transparent this time. And you can really see the light at the end of the tunnel, as opposed to in the past, it was more just like a grassroots movement that really wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, I don't know. I mean, the light at the end of the tunnel, what you said is, is a very like astute point, because that's where we all have to look at and create that light. That light is seeking us at the end of this tunnel. The idea of awakening to quantum consciousness and really understanding what you can do from your superposition here in creating your future, uh, you know, changing past, all of these things, that light at the end of the tunnel is where we all have to project our consciousness to right now. And so what is the highest order of light for this world right now? Does it look like a world that is one and united in some form together? Does it look like a world that has chosen to use their technology, their advances and resources to providing unalienable human rights, you know, which is food, water, shelter, healthcare, you know, personal sovereignty? What does it mean as a society to create together something like that? How do we do that? What does a military force look like? 
what is the transmutation that is needed for the perspective of a military force from this aggressor to this protector that's that's there these things this light is what we have to hold within ourselves each day and know it as truth this is where things are going i will hold that space together i will walk together to create the most beautiful world that we can create together and the highest probability of light will create that timeline uh, indefinitely without a doubt yeah and you're talking yes. about you're talking about quantum mind the quantum you know, everything is at a quantum level and actually that's an interesting part about q is they're kind of they're, they're kind of uh pointing to that uh, a lot and if you start diving into it you get you kind of come to those conclusions on your own and even how you said that they're collecting our data all the time well that's a quantum computer that kind of works half in this dimension half in another dimension and it's just we're all tapping into those abilities and everything is <laughs> It's on such a deep level, it goes so deep, but how do, you, how do you make sense of it? And that's where it just comes down to going back to basics, you know, to simplify things in your life. And I think, uh, I think what Einstein once said, like, you don't, you, if you can't under, explain something simply. simply, then you don't understand it. So that's just what I mean by going back to basics. Uh, I don't Love is pretty simple. Yeah. Love is pretty yeah. simple, you know, like really that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And when you look at um, the idea of, you know, the loved one talks about uh, this harvest that's happening in preparation for a fourth density cycle. And what that means is that we're stepping into a social memory complex. And what that means is that we're opening up our consciousness to perceive each other somehow collectively. And so when you look at the parallels of that with the idea of the quantum mind and really what does it mean when you introduce a new scientific method into the consciousness that revolutionizes everything, perception. It changes how you perceive this world. And so as these technologies start coming out and we start becoming aware more of these things, quantum physics and the understanding of the quantum mechanics, that information itself changes consciousness. And so when we start perceiving the world from those places of that quantum space and uh, really understanding that we're all connected through this quantum entanglement, what does that mean? means we're all one these things this is the return of christ consciousness for me from my perspective christ consciousness is the awakening to understanding that you are god and we are all god in one and what does it mean to live as that what does it mean to actually live in that understanding how can you even hold that understanding it is only through unconditional love that you will be able to hold that space and so this metaphor of a splitting timeline of, you know, negative going this way, positive going this way, you know, this idea of uh, Armageddon, apocalypse, uh, you know, the unveiling, all of these things, it's much simpler than that. It's, it's really just this natural cycle of awakening conscious right now. 
It's this this space of, you know, there's not going to be a solar flash, in my opinion. The, the solar flash is the sun, you know, S-O-N, the awakening of the sun in each of us, this consciousness, this space of really Christ consciousness returning. His return is not through one, it is through all and through all of us that choose love, that choose this space right now to walk into. And if you awaken like that and you awaken as a group and a collective like that, the world uh, that we can build together out of that space of unconditional love is imaginable right now from this point. Um, but it's, it's something I can feel and sense every single day coming through this collective. And when you start witnessing the world as art and this play and this movie, it's, um, it's an amazing film. It's amazing. You know? mm-hmm. And this is, it, it is a movie. It is. By, by I mean, it's a bad movie. <laughs> <Like> if, you, <laughs> if you were to, if you were to bring Our this comedy. script, if you were to bring this script to a producer, they'd be like, uh, yeah, we're not signing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because it's just insane. It really is. But it, but it's true. Unconditional love and, and you know, getting together, like, uh, some of the conferences I've been to, I've felt that almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like a preview of the new world mm-hmm. because of what what's taking place there is is something totally. like I guess I, I guarantee you everybody is who goes to these conferences would agree. Like it's just something that you can't explain to people when you go back home and they ask how it was. There's no words to describe the connection that you just made with so many beautiful souls there. And I think that's what you were kind of hinting at. Like, that's the future. Like, that, that we can be existing in, in that all the time. You yeah, can, it's like this deep connection that yeah. everyone has there that you can't even, like you said, you can't even explain it because mm-hmm. it goes beyond the mind. It's yeah. at that deep level. And, uh, and it's like you can just walk up to anyone and have any kind of conversation as deep as it goes pretty, pretty much. Um, and... And it's like, and there's still ego and there's still, you know, but like, it's almost like that doesn't even matter in that space because it's like you're in that space of this unconditional love almost. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. It's just like all of a sudden you don't have to, you're, it's not like you don't have to, you're just somehow not worried about what people think all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It, uh, when we go outside now, you know, you're worried about doing things a certain way and how are people going to see you? I know that's not healthy, but I, that's just kind of naturally programmed into us. But when you go there or when you're around those people, all that's gone. And you're just, mm-hmm. you're just all of a sudden existing in this authenticity that you didn't even really know you were capable of. You know, mm-hmm. I, I started crying at one of the conferences uh, in, <laughs> in, in yeah. Hawaii Mm-hmm. And I'm not, ashamed, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but, there, and I realized what we were on a boat going to swim with the dolphins and I was just getting this overwhelming feeling. And I, I realized why I was crying is because I had forgotten what it meant to be happy. Mm-hmm. I was in that situation. And that's when, that's when, that was a very profound moment for me. And I just, I always think back, I was just looking out over the edge of the boat and I couldn't help but to cry. And I looked back at the people I was with and was like, this is my family and I've never even met them before. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to view the future. You know, what, what's potentially possible in our future is that type of lifestyle. 
And I agree with you for a long time, uh, exactly what you described, I've experienced and feel too. And it's why I support, you know, these creative projects like doing conferences and, you know, bringing people together. It's, it's for that feeling. And it was undescribable, you know, until I kind of fell upon the work of this great blog, if you guys are ever interested, uh, called Cosmic Christ, uh, written by a friend of mine, Doug Scott. And in his blog, he describes what's, uh, his interpretation of ecclesia, the word ecclesia. And, uh, you know, traditionally, ecclesia or ecclesian is associated, you know, with a Christian, you know, biblical uh, congregation of some sort coming together. But when you look at the root words and really kind of what it means is it's a calling or to be called out together in a group. And <clears throat> what I truly believe right now is that the only way that we can access fourth density, the only way we can open up to quantum consciousness, the only way we can, you know, adopt and bring in Christ consciousness is through this process of ecclesia, which is coming together in a space of feeling we've been called together and processing together. You know, the metaphor that I've used a lot in conversations, it's like there is this uh, giant lock that's got billions of keyholes in it and there's a big pile of billions of keys over there and we all stand around this lock together and we start passing these keys around does this fit for me nope it doesn't fit for me next person and that represents the conversation the connection the dialogue that happens if you go to these conferences or you know even just these types of things with two three people having conversations you know wherever there are two people you know god shows up in that space and what is being offered there is the potential to be a mirror for somebody and let them be a mirror for you. And what does that really mean to humble yourself enough to allow somebody to do that for you and allow yourself to do that for someone else? Because it takes a lot and it's hard to look at things and it's hard to clear traumas. And, um, you know, but that process of coming together and connecting and passing keys around and passing them around, there will be a place where we will all find our keys and we'll all be able to, you know, put them into this lock and turn together and crack this thing open. And so that place of like, you know, everyone's like, uh, you know, how do we get to Ascension or show me how to get to Ascension? Like the simplest thing you need to focus on and the most powerful thing is opening yourself up to communications with others from the heart. That's it. That's it. You will find truth in each other beyond, you know, any other, you know, kind of uh, single perspective out there. And this whole, like, you know, idea of guruism is just now done. We are awakening to the uh, awareness that we are all Christ in this space. We are all chosen to be awakened if we choose to if we choose to in those moments and we have a wealth of knowledge between all of us and i don't know if you guys notice but you get into some of these conversations where you're trying to follow your own breadcrumb trail and a lot of the times other people have breadcrumbs for you you know and yeah. share them for you and those communications and connections keep driving you forward in that search for truth um in that search for oneness and absolutely nailed it. You nailed yeah, it. And absolutely. and what's really beautiful about just us doing this podcast is that I I was thinking about this. So we get to have these amazing conversations every week. You know, that's just a, or more than that sometimes. 
with with these people. But outside, of, if we weren't doing this podcast, I think to myself, who would I be having these conversations with? No one, because I wouldn't, you know, this gives us an opportunity. And I realize how important it is. It, it isn't even about, like, at it, it first, it started off as an idea. Oh, it'd be cool to do. I didn't, didn't, didn't put much thought into it. But now I'm seeing how much it's actually, it was placed in our lives to help us grow. And, and in a way that we would have never reached had we not no. been doing this every every week. And it's it's really, you know, it's really profound, you know, and started off, you know, you, at the beginning, you kind of get like worried about the subscribers and stuff, but that quickly goes away. We were just talking about that. And self-conscious, like yeah. people seeing us, like, is this, yeah. I mean, you know, this is good. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like are people, yeah, in the, like are, are the people we're having on interesting? Yeah, because we think so, but like, and then yeah, and then it just gets to this point where we are not even like at least I'm I that wasn't even thoughts in my mind at all. It was just yeah. like I I just love doing this so much, and I've been growing so much from it and making these connections with people like you and other yeah so many amazing people, and it's like the universe is like just. It's like it, it's like it wanted us to do this because yeah. it's just been like too easy. It's like we just let go and like flowed with the yeah. the current of the river with it, and just like all right. Uh, yeah, we we consciously haven't tried to force anything, and I think that's a big mm -hmm. part of why we're still doing this. But it, the going back to what I was saying about this being important, just having what I want. The point I was trying to make is that it is important to have these conversations, and that's why it's good to connect and go to these places so the people who aren't doing something like this all the time you know maybe look for something in your life to where you can go somewhere or or set up zoom calls like this just with people to talk about this stuff instead of just typing about it in comment threads and stuff like that uh because it's really essential you know and going back to this treat everyone like it's you know treat people how you want to be treated that simple that simple lesson act like everybody's you walking around in a different body and essentially if you really want to look at it at an esoteric level that is the case definitely and communication you know it doesn't take much but the choice to do that the the world is full of ways to communicate with people you know ideally you you, you know the best setting is to to be in some place outside where you can witness nature and connect with somebody you know face to face voice to voice and you know that's limited right now and again it's just uh, driving the desire to awaken in, in everyone how much they want that and desire that in a lot of ways but reaching out like this and you know just doing like what you guys are doing you're like you said i'm gonna do a podcast you put it together you throw it out there and can you guys hear me it doesn't matter like the the conversation here this is your service to the 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 community dialogue you know if you open yourself up whether you get six views or a billion views it's like you're you're just contributing to the common pool of information and dialogue which is now this movement this movement is about that it's it's really not about leaders or you know any type of specific form of thought other than like we've got to love each other through this experience and change things like we we've got to do that the the time of uh, metamorphosis and transformation uh, great accelerated evolution is is upon us right now and all we have to do is put up with each other yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it 
Like if we can just put up with each other and love each other, um, all problems are solved in ways that we could never have imagined before, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, put, put up with each other is a great way to point, put it. Uh, don't put up with each other. Don't put each other out. Like don't take sides and all, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I can't do this because this person, whatever, as soon as you, as soon as you're doing that, you're already losing sight of the whole mission. Yeah. Exactly. When you get caught up in ego and it all becomes about, you know, all these things that don't, aren't real, really. It's like, cause we're all, like you said, we're all, we're all one. We're all really the same. We're all, there's really no reason not to love each other at all because that's that's all there is really mm -hmm. ultimately everything else is is just things we create in our minds that tell us like oh i'm better than this person or i'm separate from this person or this person's bad this person's good because exactly. of this and this reason and it's like everyone you know people even if you disagree with something someone does or says it's like everyone there's a reason why people do things and it's it's not coming from it's it's either because of traumas, triggers, uh, you know, false beliefs, ego, all this stuff. But ultimately, none of that matters. It's all this false reality, and all that really matters is who we really are, which is love, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the deep truth of things. So it's like if you can get beyond all the nonsense and just it's like cut to the core of that and and view everyone on that level. And get out of your own ego and like set aside all these things that don't don't matter and just get in the way of of love you know yeah it's like that's what it's about and and holding space and forgiving people mm -hmm. uh, and forgiveness is huge yeah and that, especially yeah. like we hear a lot of people talking you know so much hatred going on towards this cabal and this deep state and all this stuff and but that's and that's understandable you know once you realize what's been going on yeah you are angry you are upset you do want revenge but that's where that's where you have to start processing that and turning it into something that's actually going to benefit you so it it, it it becomes about learning how to hold space and forgive and it's easy to say and that's really tough to really tough to grasp especially you know you can't just listen to this and say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do that from now on sure because you can't, you have, you're going to be tempted by those uh, emotional triggers, those reactions. And that's, it, it's a long journey, but you can really master it if you're always aware, like I said earlier. Yeah, and, you know, forgiveness, it makes me think of the concept of forgiveness collapses time. And, you know, that in a broader sense is it undoes the wheel of karma and this this cycle of, you know, repetition of, you know, putting back and getting hit, putting back, getting hit, these things. And so <clears throat> through forgiveness, again, it kind of ties back into this, you know, greater archetype of quantum Christ consciousness. It's like if we're collapsing time, we're literally collapsing the perception of how we perceive time linearly through this quantum expansion in our consciousness, you know, to be able to perceive beyond linear time, to be able to do that again, 
the the maturity and balance that comes into the harmonics of the body and your expression here love is the vessel that can hold that and keep that together without driving somebody completely insane or into their own fears of you know self-consumption just all of that stuff and so you know going back to this place of forgiving like dude we are all going to be faced very very shortly with um the hardest challenge around forgiveness you know the awakening of what's happened um, with child trafficking and um, human trafficking around the world and how it's been a part of our you know structure you know on a global level through governments and through you know corporations and through media um, how do we forgive those people mm-hmm. how do we even like, how and um, you know when uh, when you go into that line of thought and that that space of of trying to even perceive forgiveness on that level, it has it pulls you into a place of like the most insane uh, capacity of unconditional love. Like you have to like literally embody that much love to be able to even do that. And, um, you know, the process that we're going to see as all of this stuff comes out, I mean, it's already coming out now, like huge bits of media that, uh, YouTube film out of darkness that, that came out, uh, you know, recently, these are touching on all of this stuff in a huge way. And so it's already out now and we're all processing it. And so does this get processed into violent rage? Does this get processed into, you know, doing the same thing to these people? Does this get, uh, you know, cycled into that space is a real hard challenge and catalyst that we're going to have to have moving forward. And, um, but I believe we can do it. I've been there. I've touched that space. I've held that space of love for moments. It's, it's a challenge to continue to hold it without a doubt over and over and over but it is attainable. I've felt it and I know many others have. And so it comes back to that space of like, like getting grounded and really choosing the sponsoring thought of love in every single moment and embracing every single moment as like a, a, a great expression of like the most powerful thing that you can embody right now for transformation and love on, on, a, on a whole collective level. And so on a 3D level, as this stuff progresses, we're going to see people out in the streets. We're going to see movements now emerge. We're going to see this, this next level of a global awakening. And it is truly a global awakening. All you have to do is look around and look at each country, all the different things that are popping up, the, the protests that are happening, the movements that are happening. And, you know, right now this COVID thing is like, man, you guys really need to you have something to bring you all together. Here you go. And it's a great gift because we all feel it. You know, my wife right now uh, has been stuck in Nepal for the last uh, four months because the borders have been closed and the cities have closed. And, you know, we think about we're here watching Netflix and ordering like Uber Eats. But on the other sides of the world, India and these places, like people are starving now. Like the, the, the types of like shutdowns and quarantines and you, just all of that stuff 
is is really kind of not there on a global media level to understand and just because of you know my personal life and her being there i mean she's in a very small remote village right now on the borders of india and nepal you know doing aid and relief work to just keep people fed like that that whole thing right now um is going is coming to a boil and people on top of that you know people awakening to this quantum consciousness that i think is being forced on us by this season of you know going through this uh you know place in the cosmos where our our whole photons are being screwed with and you know challenged and all of those things that stuff's inevitable for the whole planet and so the combinations of this like covid thing forcing us out and then this awakening consciousness dude i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow it's it could get pretty pretty awesome you know yeah yeah and i it, and first of all i'm sorry i didn't realize your wife was yeah, stuck so sorry in for for four months now in nepal four months, yeah i mean what what do they have her doing like where is she staying uh well she's from nepal and um okay. it, uh she has a, a social group over there uh women's sewing collective that works on empowering women and uh village women you know the imbalance of masculine feminine in the world is is heavily rooted in a lot of eastern cultures still and the suppression of the feminine is like is just so deep over there and so her work has been to um on a very simple peaceful beautiful way bring women and empower them and teach them a skill to create their own money and to do it in a way that's fair trade related and so she goes often um, back and forth and i do too traveling there um and you know connecting with that community and she was going over there for a trip in February, and um, then this happened when she was there. And so she's just been now uh, swooped into the energy of what it means for her to be there in that moment. And yeah, it's incredibly hard for us to be away from each other. And, you know, she's a person that, uh, you know, she's changing things there in ways that a lot of people don't like. And so just me having to sit and hold space and, you know, pray for her and be in that space has been a challenge. But um, again, it's been this beautiful thing of being able to get a different perspective from really kind of what's going on over there on, on a global scale. So yeah, people need to be aware that um, our lives here with as challenges they feel, I'm not trying to demean them, um, the world right now and many other areas is feeling it on a much more intense level and it's coming it's coming to a little seed sprout place pretty soon it's going to grow mm -hmm. wow well that's uh that's incredible i like the fact that she's taking advantage of the time over there instead of like uh, i guess going into panic mode thinking she's trapped there forever like mm -hmm. okay how can i make the best of this situation what can i do yeah. So that's that's interesting, and that's a good way to look at any any place all any any of us are in life. You know, why am I here now? Let me make the best of it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to kind of follow along with my information, or you know, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today has just been kind of in my consciousness and my creative work and whatnot. You know, I've created a post and shared with you guys here on on Facebook on my professional page, the Roger R. Richards Facebook page, and you can follow it on Twitter, Roger R. Richards too. 
But that post, I'm going to do a single post. And what I'm doing there is I'm amending that post throughout the year. And I'm just adding things to that. And a big part of what I've talked about right now um, of expressing and perceiving the world through art is starting to show up now in um, this process of this post. And eventually it's going to turn into a film that I've been kind of slowly piecing together here. But I'm inviting people into that space of ecclesia, that space of participation, where you can read this post, this information that's there. It's very thick and dense and takes a while to get into. But I'm opening up this space to have communications. And this this post is a, a living post. And I'm pulling from the feeds below and the dialogue below. And it's becoming its own form of art, its own shamanic object. And when this post kind of concludes, then I'm seeing and feeling that this post will all then become this film. And so if you guys want to kind of, if any of the stuff that we've talked about today, um, you know, interests you or connects with you and want to explore that more, you should check out that post and I encourage you to participate and share your own links in the feeds and, um, you know, become a part of that living art project. Yeah. And that post yeah. is whenever you, <laughs> yeah. whenever you sent it, I'm, I'm like, okay, it's epic. I thought it was something I was just going to glance at, but I quickly realized, no, this is like, it would take days, weeks to go yeah. through it all. It's really, it is dense, yeah. but it's, you know, I started going into it and I opened it's up, incredible, a, though. Yeah. I opened up a link and I'm like, it's like Schrodinger's cat. I'm like, yes. I'm like, what? What? Did I, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit. I don't know what that was. So then I watched this video on Schrodinger's cat. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And, and but it's just like you have to really go. It goes deep, is what I'm trying to say. And there is a purpose to the procession there. And then that post is meant to, to be read um, from top to bottom and to be consumed top to bottom. And, um, you know, there's a link in there to a, a, a video where I explained some kind of strange experiences that happened to me that helped me perceive through archetypes. And um, you guys can watch that in that link too and kind of understand more my journey around how I'm perceiving this. But the purpose of that post um, is to kind of show my path of understanding in relationship to all of the information and the trends and archetypes that are showing up right now um, in just this quantum bubble. And if you can take the time or you'd like to and just participate and connect in there, um, I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, kind of the outcome of people that do participate in that and and connect with that piece of art and i really do see it as a piece of art i can't take anyone's side anymore like i said the day of the guru it's it's all done it's all just information and it's all valuable every single bit of it is and you've really got to run that through your own filter and your own experience and create with it and from that space you're offering the truest space that you can you know you you are you are really offering a true space of your own expressions and you know what you are in this moment and it's allowed to constantly change that's that's part of it you know yeah amen to that amen well uh, i guess we'll start wrapping this up Roger, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. This was yes, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. Uh, really, uh, I really love what it kind of evolved into. So it's, uh, it's not often that we really get that deep into things, but it's crucial and it's it's, it's nice. You know, it's better to give somebody something to watch uh, 
that they can take something from instead of something that's, you know, oh, you know, Fauci is working for the deep state and this and that. You know, it's just like you hear that same narrative all the time. What I'm getting at is it's something that I like. Well, this is what this is what it's all about. Yeah. Like what we got into the deep. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the information's great, like you said, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is what it's about. Definitely, man. And I, I really feel the space that you guys are offering to hold that because it takes a lot to do that. It's not easy to hold that space and have, dude, this has been a crazy conversation. You guys made me cry. Couldn't help it. Oh, that's for real. I was staring up too, actually. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this and it's, it's, I'm just so grateful that you guys are holding the space, you guys. Like, really, thank you for for offering me that place and the others that have come before me and the ones that will come to pass. Like, thank you. I'm in great gratitude for Journey to Truth, for holding this space and continuing to hold this space in the future for others. And may their own experiences bring to them a space of unconditional love and understanding that they truly are seeking and we're all seeking together. Wow. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. It really, it really means a lot to hear that. Uh, it's, it just means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Oh, all right, guys. Well, I, <laughs> I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, we're going to be plugging Camp Disclosure at the end of every episode from here on out until the conference at the end of August. If you don't know about it, we'll have the link in the uh, description, August 27th through 31st, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, there's going to be some great speakers there. It's really going to be more like a place just to connect, like we were talking about. It's going to be really fun. Aaron and I will be there with the Journey to Truth Experiences Lounge. We're going to be doing some cool stuff, giving away a lot of uh, cool stuff. So if you want to hang out and check it out, check out the link below, and you can get tickets there, and all the information is available. Uh, aside from that, Roger, did you have anything you wanted to tell us about you might be doing in the future? or? I mean, that post there is what you guys can follow for that film project. Um, a very close friend of mine, close group of friends of mine, Leon Kennedy and Adrian Youngblood, have some really awesome stuff that we're going to be talking about here in the future, uh, without a doubt. Um, you guys can follow my social media stuff um, to, to look into that more there. But um, just a last message to everybody and all. Uh, it comes down to the moment and the sponsoring thought and choosing love. It's that simple. That's all that needs to be done right now. Challenge yourself to do it and open up to the wider expressions of the world and witnessing this beautiful play that's that's being performed right now. It's truly a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that being said, uh, we love all you guys, everybody listening, everybody who comes back every week and supports us and subscribes and does everything. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for helping us get to where we are. We love all you guys. Yes. And uh, Roger, we love you too. And thank you so much. Thank you you so much. You're amazing, man. We look forward to connecting in the future. And uh, everybody stay safe out there. And, you know, just remain positive during all this. And we'll get through it. Yeah, we will. Good night, everybody. Bye.